One of the best food scenes in the country, right here in Minnesota. And nobody knows it like magazine food critic and James Beard Award finalist, Jason DeRussia. Now bringing you the most interesting people and hottest trends. Let's listen in as DeRussia Eats. Episode 24, welcome to DeRussia Eats. It's Jason DeRussia and the runaway hit new food at Target Field is a combination of high-tech and high-culinary. Is there anywhere else at a stadium in the country where you can get a four- or eight-piece of bone-in chicken? I don't think so. Jared Brewington talks about being a black businessman and bringing roasted chicken to Twins fans and, well, hopefully beyond the Twin Cities stadiums. Plus, Khalida Ansari is a restaurant baby. He grew up with his sister and his dad's suburban Mediterranean restaurant. They went out on their own, launching a hummus called Baba's at local grocery stores. And then they got the call at the last minute to open a booth at the Minnesota State Fair. It blew up. It was so popular. It was the number one food at the State Fair their first year. Now they're opening a restaurant in Minneapolis. Two great business people, two great human beings, Jared Brewington and Khalid Ansari. Hopefully you'll find some inspiration in this episode of DeRussia Eats. And our guest today on DeRussia Eats is Jared Brewington, the founder and chef behind Official Fried Chicken. Jared, it's so good to see you. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. You are a serial entrepreneur. You have created a number of really delicious restaurant concepts. And the latest is Official Fried Chicken. Uh, You're going to be at Target Field tomorrow, opening day. What does it mean for you to have your chicken in an iconic place like at a Twins game? It's a really great combination because we put a lot of painstaking work in bringing some delicious, consistent food, and the Twins are so committed to the local fare. They're so committed to having the best technology and innovative foods in the entire Major League Baseball system, and it's really exciting that they're uh, excited for us. Hmm. Uh, I think we first met maybe when you opened Funky Grits. Yes, we did, in brother. South Minneapolis, yep. uh, right at 38th in Chicago, which today that that intersection is known for something quite different than Absolutely. what it was in your time. Now called George Floyd Square. George Floyd Square. Uh, and Funky Grits was, uh, did you go to the State Fair with that concept? Yes, we did. We were yeah. in the food building in our first year. It, yeah. was a, it was a supernova year. What drew you to restaurants? The people, the community aspect of a restaurant, and the family aspect of the team that works in a restaurant. Mm. There's a really intense camaraderie that's kind of us against the world. There's a really strong family bond when a team gets rolling. You were born and raised in Minneapolis, Southside, right? Washburn High School. And... Uh, I think I read a story about your dad and Prince, right? They were they were friends up until his passing. They they crossed paths. My dad was a few years older than him, but in, in their later years, they became close. My dad and Larry Graham, he's a kind of a legend in the bass game and yeah. soul music. They're very tight. So you grew up around, around music, around uh, the church, and around yep. South Minneapolis, right? Yeah. Our church was on 37th in Chicago. Mm. So I had a I had a deep and intense music upbringing and community spirit revolving around that and 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 a lot of action and activity growing up in the South Side. Did you know you wanted to to create food? 
No, my mom made a lot of food. There were six kids in our family, so she went. She had to make a lot. Of she food. had to make a lot of food, and, and in fact, she took it to the next level. She was always seeking out different types of cuisines and making all kind of strange stuff to us little kids in the 80s and early 90s, macrobiotic diets, all of these miso soups and tofus that, you know, I wasn't expecting to see in front of me and and let alone have that type of texture and taste as a kid on the South Side. And there was no food TV at that time, really. Not at all. It was, ew. Right? What is this? this? It smells. But we really couldn't say that. We had to eat what we were given. We, we, We didn't complain. No, if I ever complained about what my mom made, it would Heck have been. No. That's I. I would be feeling the consequences. Of and that. I was an endless pit, so I ate all the food. Yeah, Jared Brewington is our guest. Official fried chicken is a, a fascinating kind of marriage of technology and deliciousness. So the chicken is awesome. I tried. Uh, well, I've tried it before when you uh, first opened. Uh, where where were you? Minnehaha Avenue Min- last right. summer. Yeah, last our summer. proof of concept store. So it's broasted chicken, which yes, mo- a lot of people think of uh, gas station chicken because I've had some great broasted yeah. chicken at gas stations. Absolutely. Well, it goes back to the 50s, the actual broaster company. And what is broasted chicken? It's pressure fried. So people think it's like roasted, and like broiled or roasted, broiled. and some word no. combination. It's pressure fried, so it's in a it's in a, a completely contained, perfect environment every time, and that's great for production because it's perfect with the touch of a button, consistent, and consistent. And then when we we painstakingly put together our seasoning profile, that with our marinated chicken and and, and the way that roasted chicken is cooked, it's just a good good combo. Now. You've got the brosters, so you've got the kind of pressure fryers at Target Field. Yes. So the crew out there will be kind of broasting the chicken. But how? describe how this works because it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, well, we have a different style of the guest experience, too. We partnered with a company called Checked, uh, which is a local, local company, uh, founder Nate Schrader, uh, wonderful tech entrepreneur. It's a pickup cabinet system. So we have 18 lockers. So the user experience is there's going to be three kiosks where they're going to order themselves okay. or through the Major League Baseball app. Then they're going to interact via their cell phone. So it's going to tell them their order is ready and to text here when, they ar- when, when their order is up. So when they text here, the box that they're assigned on the text lights up and it unlocks. So there's a no-line experience that we're bringing. And the Twins really want to lead MLB, Major League Baseball, and tech innovation. And this is that next step. So that beat-the-line experience where it's really up to the user and we interact that way with our high-tech food cooking and our high-tech pickup technology. I think the... The pickup aspect of it, people are really going to enjoy, especially how fast baseball games have been moving this year. I just read today how it's since 20-plus years the speed of the games right now. They're, they're, they're opening the gates a little bit earlier to probably balance that out so the game experience can be extended for the people that are there. Right. But it really works for it. I mean, if we're really trying to see the action, then the speed of how we're producing our food and, and, and how we're getting it to the customer, rapid fire, is, is really going to, we hope, we call ourselves the restaurant of the future, but we want to change that game experience. So official fried chicken will be located what section is your... 133 133 just so right next to the truly on deck zone and so when people order it what what are what are you offering we are offering 
uh, four pieces of our bone and chicken with our original seasoning, eight pieces of our bone and chicken. So that would equal like half of a whole bird and a whole bird. Then we have so our. So we've got this here right now. Yeah, you're going to crunch into that I'm right now. Crunch it. I'm going to crunch uh, it. We got. But this is remarkable. I mean, Target Field has never had a a bone in chicken. So never. to be honest, chicken at a ballpark is often dry, chewy, not good. And there aren't any bone in birds in Major League Baseball. So we really brought that to. The future with this cooking technology, mm. the holding technology, what I brought you is from around the around the bend, and it's still juicy, yeah. it's still crunchy. Because you drove this over, I drove it from our downtown location at uh, Curry uh, Curry Food Hall. So you're at Curry Food Hall. This was probably made a half hour ago. Yes, and it is juicy. It's and juicy. delicious. Locked in by that pressure fryer method. It's so good. People are going to go nuts for this, I think. And media day was so fun, Jason. You were there. It's I, the they, coolest. They were going nuts. I, I was pretty happy. Will, this, will you be able to keep up? I mean, how many lockers are there? We have 18 lockers, and so that's going to move. And we're building up the, the, the food, obviously, before the game, and we're staggering out to stay cooking throughout. But we have this other holding technology that will hold our chicken in a perfected environment for fried chicken, also broaster technology. Hmm. And, and it will be ready, ready and built up. You know, We'll have 400-plus pieces of chicken at the start of the game that are freshly cooked. Did you know you wanted – I mean, fried chicken is – it's a – Food with a cultural heritage to it. I mean, there's a lot wrapped up, and you're, I, we're on the radio, so you're a black man, so yes. people know that. But like, there is a lot of kind of soul food, cultural heritage wrapped up in fried chicken. And it gets so much deeper than that, Jason. Fried chicken is the global connector food of all human history. It goes back to all cultures and it goes back as far as we can record it. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, I say soul music and fried chicken will never go out of style. Yeah. I'm going with one of them right now. But, you know, Funky Grits, we went with the other version. Right. It's true, though. It's very true. And you look at what's happened, especially over the pandemic, the growth in chicken has been unbelievable. The sandwich wars. Comfort. We go back to comfort, right? We, we, we do. We go, back to what, we go back to what makes us feel safe, yeah. and it's those comfort things. And we want to adapt to post-COVID food technology and culture. We had to make things faster and more available when right. we were trying to eke our way back in from delivery, from closed to delivery to pickup to hybrid. And consumers got onto that and they caught on pretty quick. And we still want to have things that are, that are you know, homespun, yeah. like, like a delicious, perfect fried chicken bite. And we have our sandwich, uh, which consists of two of our tenders. Uh, and we have three of our flavors, Master Barbecue, Mighty Buffalo, and our original. So the sandwich are tenders, and we're going to launch some uh, two new food items coming up soon. Awesome. All right, we'll talk more about what the food hall is like for you. Plus, we'll get your three favorite restaurants to visit. I know you guys love to hear from the chefs and owners kind of what their favorite places to go. Jared Brewington is our guest. Official fried chicken. You'll get your first chance to try it at Target Field at the home opener Tomorrow, 420 DeRussia Eats brought to you by Liquor Boy. We're coming right back on CCO. 423 DeRussia Eats on the air with Jared Brewington from Official Fried Chicken. Jared, do you just constantly have ideas for new concepts, new food, new technology in your head? Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a fun thing though, but it is kind of a 
an, a never-ending thing. I live right. in the country, so I can slow it all down, brother. You moved out to Cologne? Yeah, I've been out. I've been out on a farm for many years, eight years now. Why'd you move? It's a city in my brain. I'm I, I I'm a community person, and for all the ideas and all the action and all the animals that I have, the quiet <laughs> space and some space is is part of the game. Yeah. I bet, like, especially you think growing up, it's funny how a lot of us, the way you grew up, you want to do the opposite when you get the chance to do it, right? I grew up on 2nd Avenue South, which is the frontage road of 35W, (laughs) right? Right, yeah. revival neighborhood where Currens used to be. Right, and no silence over there. No, and I'd look at it from my second floor bedroom, and I'd like, yeah, if that was a creek or some hills, that'd be cool too. Right. So you know, I was a Lake Harriet <laughs> kid and bird sanctuary, feeling the feeling the green space. But Minneapolis, we we've got nooks and crannies with the falls and all that. That's the beauty of it. Official fried chicken will be at Target Field. You'll order on an app or an iPad. Pick up your food from one of these lockers. Does the locker kind of keep the food warm, too, or is it just a controlled space? It's a controlled space closed on the front and back, so ambient, it it, it would hold its temperature, but we're in a game. We're we're ordering it. We want it. It's going fast. So we're peak period perfect for this type of setup. And how much for for a four-piece chicken? Uh, it's like fourteen or fifteen bucks, something like uh, that. Twelve ninety nine for oh, a four it. piece chicken. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty. Fries are five ninety nine. Sandwich is eight ninety nine. Twelve uh, four piece tender and fries is uh, twelve ninety nine. I don't. It sounds cheap for ballpark food. Like when I saw your price, I thought like, oh, that could, that's that's really reasonable. Yeah. Like people are going to try it yeah. and be happy with it. I thirteen ninety nine for the four piece, yeah. uh, and we also have an eight piece. It it you know, I dare dare I say the word inflation. We're ballpark prices, and uh, we don't want to say the word inflation. So we're we we want to balance it out and make it affordable. We're next to family value, so we want to make that a, mm-hmm. kind of a seamless eye eye gaze yeah. that you're not going to have a sticker shock. And we're dealing with such limited items that we're able to to manage the cost to make it a, a something in the you know. Twelve to fifteen dollar range right. for a ballpark. Chicken wings were an issue during the pandemic. We we heard about shortages. Chicken in general was a challenge. Has that sort of stabilized at all, or what? It, it has. Uh, Production is pretty stable, and you know, wings are in a different market, and we're getting bone in whole birds. So we're we're kind of on the broiler side of uh, mm-hmm. of the game. If we're going to talk commodities, we're on CCO. We got to talk about right. the market <laughs> a little, little bit. That's right. We need a little farm <laughs> report. Jared, being a black chef and a black business owner, is it, saying is it hard feels like a dumb question, but I guess I just wonder if you would reflect on that. Overwhelmingly, as someone who covers the food industry in the Twin Cities, most of the owners are white. Yeah, I'm not. A, it's changing. I, but I, it's, I'm not a chef. I, I never worked in a kitchen for a living, but I, I, I am a restaurateur and I do create my menus. What stands out to me in that regard, Jason, is that I know there's not a lot of them, and you and your colleagues may bring that up every once in a while when when we talk about the the uh, the balance of things in industry, yeah, right? Right. And it will stand out that there weren't a lot of. Black chefs or black yeah, restaurants. You look at a tours. picture and you're like, it's all. Yeah. yeah. Or, or you can just, you in the media, you can just name them because you know them, right? right? There's, a, there's not that many. So just, just by virtue of 
being known to be few and it sometimes being it gets brought up too but i got my head down i'm thinking of my business practices and growth and and you know culturally being part of meet minneapolis and in, in involved with uh youth link and, and and city affairs there are social connections and and sure. obvious realities that you you have to see yeah. um i'm part of a system in in many different ways i'm in a industry that has had its own reckonings with sexism. So there's a lot of different there's a lot of different balancing acts as culture and fu- the future goes on. So right. you know, I'm 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 aware of it sometimes, but I'm just trying to stay afloat and have my team have a space to to grow. You're in a food hall that's uh mostly it's a bunch of different concepts uh in this kitchen, right? What's it called? It's Curry Food Hall. C U R R I E. It's over on Curry Avenue. Uh, if you live in Laurel Village, you know, it's right off 11th and Hennepin. So it's right behind 11th and Hennepin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we distribute to the North Loop area all the way out to St. Louis Park in our delivery zone. A lot of delivery? Mostly delivery. Mostly delivery. There's a pickup space and a kiosk there at Curry Food Hall. However, we're heavily on the delivery side. We, we do foods be during the week. So all the corporate uh, customers, we have... Gangbusters Foodsby business. So Monday through Foodsby is a place where at an office you can order like a bunch of different food and they bring it all over. They bring it there and everyone goes to that central space. Yeah. And we do Monday through Friday and that's been booming since we opened. So Do you like it? What do you think about that? I mean, it's not what people it's certainly not what you envisioned when you had your brick and mortar restaurant open. I do. It's nimble and it and it allows us to get to different markets mm. and, and the foods be market itself. I, I like it because it's, you know, third party delivery for a restaurant owner. That's pretty heavy on the on the margins, right? You right. you know that there's yeah. a pretty big cut and they're trying to balance that because when you it, order like DoorDash or Uber Eats or whatever, yeah. it, for a lot of restaurants, you look at it, you're like, I don't know if you're making any money on that deal for what you. A have lot to pay of times, it. it's a loser. Pretty narrow or in, a loser. In, in certain setups. If you're if you're pushing hard. Operating operations from other things that could that could be a, a loser for you, and and Foodsby it's a little it's a little cheaper that way because the the restaurants themselves are doing the deliveries, so mm-hmm. that takes that big chunk out of it. Right. So we, we we get marketed through uh, another uh, portal, right? And we don't lose so much on that because we're still doing the follow through. Yeah, it's interesting, like how much delivery has changed the game and the way people eat. Right? And it's taken hold of the game too. And, and there's a ba- like I said, the balance because it's not always restaurant forward. I don't want to knock them, but there there's got to be some balance even more so down yeah. the road. Yeah, yeah. And as a consumer, if you can pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's what I always tell people. If you can order directly, pick up the phone and call. Do it. Yeah. Give your credit card to the restaurant, not to some other site. But, but you know what the numbers show us? They want it. They'll get I it. I'm a losing. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a loser on that battle. Like people want the the delivery for and, sure. And and we've paid for convenience since before COVID. For and, sure. And now we just, just kind of want it. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you don't have that opportunity, then I don't know what you're missing, but you'll hear it. All right. Jared Brewington, a, a, official fried chicken. You'll see them at Target Field. Your three favorite restaurants, three restaurant recommendations you want to give people that are not your own. My three favorite restaurants are Oak Eatery in Medina, uh, out your way. Uh, I've never been to Oak Eatery. Dawn Nelson is the best restaurant tour. She is one of my closest friends. 
Uh, go to Oak. You'll all go right. there all the time. They're right on 55. Yeah. Right after Plymouth ends. It's the start of Medina. Hamill, Medina, right in that area. The ballroom. It's like a, yeah. across that, okay. that, that holiday right. right over there. Oak Eatery. Uh, Oak Eatery. Noble Lion in Victoria. Mark yes. Hubner's spot. It's classic. That's all my special occasions. I get the halibut and mushroom risotto and nice. my favorite dish in, in my life. And uh, People's Organic Cafe. Nice. Joelle Roberts, yeah. she's, she's one of the best, and she runs a great staff. They're happy at every location, and the food is so fresh and great. Good luck on opening day. Thank you, brother. And make all the money and all the chicken. We're going to do some chicken. <laughs> Thanks, Jared. Thank Jared you. Brewington, official fried chicken. Check it out at Target Field all season long. DeRussia Eats continues. Here's your host, Jason DeRussia. So glad to have one of the siblings who founded a hummus company. Well, it started with hummus. Mm-hmm. Baba's is more than that. Khalid Ansari, thanks so much for being here on Dorajah hey, Eats. Yeah. Thanks Direct- for having us. You grew up in the restaurant business. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're, I did, yeah. Your uh, family owned the Mediterranean Cruise Cafe, right? Correct, yeah. So I, I'm... Through and through a, a restaurant kid. I grew up, uh, so my dad, basically the backstory is my dad came here in 1976 to the United States of America, and he, he landed here in Minnesota, so that's why we're here. He's from, uh, where did he come from? So my dad is Palestinian. He's mm-hmm. he's from Jerusalem. Yeah. Um, so he wanted to come here for a better opportunity. He wanted to come to the United States, and his brother ended up come into the University of Minnesota. So that's what brought him specifically ah, to Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we're all here. Um, but so they worked various jobs. Uh, my dad did. And he ended up working in a restaurant actually here, I think off Nicollet Avenue somewhere. But he, after doing that, he's just like, you know what? I can do this. And this is something that I want to do. So he opened the Mediterranean Cruise Cafe in 1979. So it's one of the oldest, um, first Mediterranean restaurants. 1979. Of, yeah. So we're, we're running on 44 years wow. now at the restaurant. Wow. So as a kid, I mean, that's what we did. We just, we hung out at the restaurant. Um, there was a grand slam across the street. We would go there as kids. <laughs> we would just go running across the street. We'd spend all the time over there. And, um, so we grew up in the restaurant industry. Burnsville. I, yep, Burnsville. Yep. Is, so Mediterranean yep. Cruise Cafe is in Burnsville. Yep. Um, and so as as I started growing up, we worked in the restaurant, various jobs, dishwasher, right. um, prep cook. So you remember and, being a little kid in the restaurant. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. for a kid, it's like, it's amazing, right? It's so incredible. many different people, all yeah. the smells, all the yeah. sounds, all the stuff. Yeah. 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 And my dad's like super people's person everybody knows jamal and sorry at the restaurant um so as kids we you know we were like our uncles and aunts were like basically a lot of a lot of like the 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 bar people and the people that came into the restaurant were like family to us so that that was like we grew up in the restaurant khalid ansari is a co-founder of baba is a palestinian american specialty food company you may have seen their hummus Mm -hmm. at the state fair uh, and they're at a number of grocery stores now all over the all over the country yeah. now is the yeah. goal. Yeah. Um, did you, you know, I, I know a lot of second generation restaurant people and they always have that moment where they think there is no way in hell I want to be doing this for a living. <laughs> did you have that? I did. I did. So 
Everyone does. Everyone does. Almost no one is like, I knew. It's the most gratifying yet difficult industry in the world, I, I think. I mean, I, I, I think anybody that's in the industry, um, kudos, because it's, it's grueling, it's difficult, but at the same time, it's also super rewarding. And that's where I determined, you know, maybe I don't want to be spending every night at the restaurant being there till two in the morning, and, and maybe we can take something that's there and, and build it into something bigger. Um, and that's where Baba's was born. It was like we wanted to take our authentic Palestinian recipes that aren't shown in a grocery store or they're not shown well in our opinion. You know, a lot of people go to the grocery store and they think, you know, all these various stuff is hummus. But to us, there's nothing that signifies what we sell, like what we want to show, the real Palestinian authenticity. Um, so that was really where it was born and in, in partially kind of wanting to – pivot away from just being in the restaurant industry the rest of my life yeah yeah another way you could still connect with what you love exactly but do it in a different way you and your sister founded this yeah um did you have hesitation about opening a business with your sister (laughs) no offense to your sister but she's not here (laughs) so you can say whatever you want about her yeah yeah no um rana right rana yeah so me and Rena, of course, you always think about that. But we also worked in the restaurant industry together forever. She's like, you younger. Know, she's older. She's older. She's four, yep. Four you look older. older. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know how to react to that. So she's older. You're the younger brother. Yep. And you yep. work You work together, of yeah, course. Yeah, we've worked together in the restaurant. And we had this dream of doing this uh, modern Middle Eastern brand and it's honestly, I mean, there's, there's hiccups in every business. There's every, there's hiccups with any, um, partnership, but we both, um, have different, uh, benefits of, Mm -hmm. of, of the business. And we both do a good job of separating those things And it. And it's, it's actually worked very, very well. So has it, has it been, I mean, obviously any sibling relationship is always sort of like, you know, they're good and bad, but like, I, I also would think this journey uh, probably as you guys closer than you would be if, if yeah. you weren't doing this yeah, together. Yeah. I mean, Rana's one of my best friends, and, and this has made it, I mean, even even a stronger bond, definitely. Um, just seeing how hard we each work towards a similar goal and um, being a family business and, and having my dad around and my brothers are involved as well. Just it's 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 a very rewarding type of business. Not only do we love what we do, but we also love, you know, the people we work with. And Khalid Ansari is a co-founder of Babas. Uh, Baba is a, a, a term of endearment for, for your father, right? So Babas means dad. Dad. So dad. we grew up, yeah. So we grew up calling, I mean, calling Call our dad, dad Baba. Baba. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's delicious. It's a delicious product. Um, Thank you. And you just launched these pita puffs, which, uh, at the fair mm-hmm. was the most, I mean, you're, when you showed up at the fair, was it two years ago? Yep, two years. The state fair called you with what, six weeks notice or something <laughs> like that? <laughs> yeah, I always tried to get into the fair. It was like, it was like always like one of my dreams myself, you know, and I always applied in different various ways. And, and I shot out this hummus bowl idea with these pita puffs and they called me two months before my wedding or a month before my wedding actually hmm. and two months before the fair. So I literally went out and bought a junked out airstream from a spot in Forest Lake and, and we had six weeks to build this thing and put it together and 
Um, it ended up being amazing, and you were a great part of uh, the state fair, um, giving us one of the best uh, at the fair. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think you gave us number one. I did give was, you number one, the best which was, the best new food. Of, for us, that was, that like, year. amazing. Like, it was yeah. so cool for that to happen and just put us on the map, and, and it just introduced more people to the product and, and everything. So. And then the fact that people can go and get this, you know, ordering it online, but also getting it at uh, a number of local grocery stores. Yeah, right? yeah. So Baba's is now in f- about 475 grocery stores Whoa. across the Midwest. Yeah. Is it yeah. hard to get to kind of chip away at that? How do Super you hard. how do you do it? Super I mean, hard. I mean, at the beginning, we used to just walk up to you know a store and and talk to the manager and just see if they would take our products. And uh, like the Wedge Co op was one of the first ones to take us on, and and they were just a huge supporter of us and all these other co ops around town. And then and then you slowly just build it and build it, but it's it's still a challenge today. I mean, it's still a challenge knocking on doors, talking to people, asking uh, if they're if they're willing to just try it and 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 just teach them about what's different and unique about our product versus others. And then you have to deal with the business aspect of it too. Like eventually if you go big, you end up with the distributor and all on and on and on. Everybody takes a piece of the money, right? Like trying to make it work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It just keeps, there's always a new thing in in your way every day and you just gotta, you gotta find a way to get it done and, and, and figure it out. And there's always, as you grow, that's one of the most challenging things in any business, I, I suppose. But in this business, just the, the growth and 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 adding new employees and adding new um, mm. systems and machinery and all these type of things, it, it's a challenge. For where, sure. where do you make where do you make it? So right now we have a kitchen in the basement of the Mediterranean Cruise Cafe that makes all of this product. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! It's pretty insane. We do. I didn't all... know you were still there. Yes. I would have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's that's where we're at now, and. Um, so we it's are, a big it's a big facility it's a big restaurant yeah so. yeah yeah so we have about two thousand square feet of basement space right. and we use some of the restaurant too but how um, many flavors do you have now so we have nine total skews seven flavors of hummus um, we got a bob ganoush and a tzatziki and then the pita puffs and we also sell falafel um, frozen falafel as oh. well that that can deep fry at home the, the zesty zatar I think is my favorite flavor. yeah me too. Me too. So, That's my favorite too. Well, so, traditional and then and traditional then also. All right. Well, I want to talk to you about the difference in flavors. So we'll have a food conversation sure. about the hummus next. Also, growing up in Burnsville and in the restaurant business, I know you have some of your favorites. That's one of the favorite features of this yeah, segment. Absolutely. So we'll have you share some of that. Baba's hummus. B A B A apostrophe S. You can find it at a number of grocery stores. If you go to lovebabas.com, you can see a retailer near you where you can uh, check it out. More with Khalid Ansari on Derusha Eats, brought to you by the Minnesota Pork Board and Liquor Boy in St. Louis Park here on CCO. Derusha Eats continues, brought to you by Minnesota Pork Board, Liquor Boy. We appreciate their support, and we appreciate uh, Khalid Ansari here with Baba's, uh, Baba's Hummus. You said that originally and you founded this in 2015 we started it and took about three years to finally get it on a shelf when you were dissatisfied with other hummus and people know like i you don't need to call out a hummus but like sabra is everywhere Mm -hmm. what is it about the big store available hummus that wasn't doing it for you was it a texture was it a flavor yeah, I th- I think uh, is it ingredients like what's different about Bob's? Yeah, so they're just they don't resemble 
hummus, which is which is, comes from the Middle East, like we know it, and one of the biggest attributes that like Baba's uh, hummus and products has is it's the, the creaminess is definitely like our forte, and that's if you go, you know, back home, what we call back home, Jerusalem. It's this smooth, creamy hummus, and they pour olive oil on top of it. And the ingredients lists are completely different. The you know the structure of it's different, but th- that is a huge part is of it, it. Is it the tahini that makes it more velvety, or what? What is the difference? For us, it's the entire process. It's the so, process. So, so it's the process. It's the ingredients. Um, we definitely use um, higher level of ingredients i think that you can't cut corners and i think that's part of the deal is like hummus wasn't known so they could have put Mm -hmm. anything out there and said this is hummus and it didn't have to be authentic it didn't have to be that way so they got away with it for so long and now um you know and that that was a big white space for us is like we 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 want to bring what's actually hummus and let you try it and people have received it in an incredible way it's it's really it is very creamy yeah which is in a store bought product, it it tastes like something you would get at a restaurant, mm-hmm. yeah. which has got to yeah. be hard to do, right? Super difficult. It's super difficult. The process is long, uh, but we've kept it exactly the way our dad taught us how to make it, and we just have expanded it and done, you know, um, and kept the exact same recipe that he's provided us and been able to continue to do it. And that's what took us so long at the beginning was. How do we make this thing the same? Uh, and that's what took us that. Do you have family and friends that are involved, like, in the production process and management team and all of that? Um, yes. Um, so, well, so Rena obviously um, does all the marketing and um, all of that kind of stuff. The production team itself has been a lot of restaurant employees, actually, huh, that have cool. grown into positions with us. And we're all about growing within. So a lot of these um, employees of ours that are now production managers and um, production specialists and, and maintenance coordinators and all those kind of things started as you know servers at the restaurant at the Mediterranean Cruise, and um, cool. they've moved up. And and we're I mean that's that's a huge part of what I want to do is create this you know be able to create something that we can grow together with with people we want to grow with. Khalid Ansari is one of the co-founders of Baba's Hummus. They've got traditional. They've got Zatar, there's a red pepper. What what is the most what's the most popular in, in the stores? Or what do you see the most growth in? Traditional is number one by far. Yeah. Which which kind of surprises me sometimes, but it's it's my favorite. But um then you know, so what we like to do, so so obviously we talk about we're we're a Palestinian brand. But we're also Minnesotans. Like, I grew up here. You know, I'm, I'm a Midwesterner. So I, I got a palate for, you know, dill pickles and uh, cheese curds. And, and that's why we did some of the state fair things that were yeah. just fun and unique. So we're liking to meld some of these flavors. So, like, dill pickle has been a super it's cool. huge success. Yeah. And Which is such a Minnesotan thing, right? Like, I had never had dill uh, dip. Yeah. Yeah. And you have that, and you're like, oh, that's yeah. really good. It yeah. seems like it would be gross. Yes, and it's, yes it's, it does. It sounds weird. <laughs> yes, but it's good. But the dill hummus, same thing, yeah. really, really good. Yeah, yeah. So stuff like that. And I and I yeah. see a lot of growth in those places. Also, you know, flavors like za'atar, which is that Palestinian, yeah. you know, flavor. And um, But, yeah, that's that's our that's our idea of continuing to grow and, and bring some of these and melding these things because we are a, a Minnesota company. We are uh, an American company, but we're also – have the roots of, of Palestinian culture as well. 
Khalid Ansari with Baba's is with us on to Russia Eats. Your three favorite restaurants uh, besides your families that that people should know <laughs> that's, about. That's, that's this is a tough question. Um, I'm a big. I, I love restaurants. I, I follow you a lot. I'm always seeing where you go to see <laughs> uh, where to go. But Mediterranean Cruise Cafe, I gotta I gotta shout it out. It's, yeah. That's that's my um, my number one. Um, amazing food. We keep it. Um, Still have belly dancers out yeah, there? Yeah, we have the belly dancers. Yeah. We got hookahs outside how, on how the patio. Old? You were talking about the patio yeah, season. We got yeah. a great patio. I've um, seen belly dancing down at your yeah, restaurant. Yeah, how old were that. you when you first realized that that was something enjoyable for young Khalid <laughs> to see? They used to, I, I'm kind of <laughs> shy when it comes to that. So I used to hide under the table. She tried to get me to come dance up there, and I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to do that. So, um, all right. So, uh, Mediterranean Cruise Mediterranean Cafe Cruise. number one. Oof, this is tough. I got. I, I can't go to three, but I really like um, Tori Ramen. That's that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite spots. I love ramen. I love Fa. I love like that whole scene. So, Tori uh, I love Fa Seventy Nine. That's another really really good spot. Yeah, um, the one in St. Paul is, is amazing. Um, oof, I like Baluto a lot. I think they do some really cool stuff. I love the empanadas and the pizza there. Nice. Um, well, now you gave me four, so you did good. Yeah, yeah there you go. You That's, did it. You'll be yeah. back at the State Fair again this year? Yes, we will. Excellent. Yeah. Yes, we will. Uh, find Baba's at your local grocery store. Go to the website. Eat. Uh, is it Eat Baba? No, Love. Love Baba's. I know, yeah. I almost messed and up And then we'll your be website. able to. So we're opening our new facility um, in on 2200 or 2220 Lindale Avenue South. So that's going to be where our production facility is going to be. Nice. And then our restaurant as well. So. Oh, you're opening a restaurant too. Yeah. Look at that. Saving the news for the end. Yeah. When's it going to open? So um, that's going to be open mid-July. So we're going to have right. hummus bowls and meneish, which is a like a Middle Eastern pizza with uh, different Arabic toppings. And nice. It's going to be a patio out there. So, yeah. Khalid Ansari, thank you. Yes. We appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to the DeRussia Eats podcast. On WCCO Radio, 830 AM, we do conversations with chefs, with farmers, with small business people every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 p.m. The podcast is available every week. If you enjoyed what you heard, I would love for you to leave us a review. Give us however many stars you can. I don't know, 10, 20 stars would be nice, five stars, and leave your feedback as well. It really helps us grow and helps support covering the food community here at WCCO Radio and in the DeRussia Eats podcast. If you'd like to email me with an idea or a question about the restaurant scene, you can email jason at odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y dot com, jason at odyssey dot com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on the DeRussia Eats podcast. Thanks for listening to DeRussia Eats. Dan Cook is our producer. Jason DeRussia is your host. Please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review. DeRussia Eats is a production of Odyssey.